Hey guys, this is me, Digimove Today. A tu bouge aujourd'hui, chatemechiste aujourd'hui, et vos te moviste ahora. Welcome to a Digimove Today podcast. I'm your host, Andrea, and I'm excited to be here. In this episode, I have Karen Miranda as my guest. Karen is a 32-year-old. She was born and raised in El Salvador. She's a doctor by vocation and a baker by passion. She started baking on February 9th, 2019 as a therapy for her to keep her mind busy and away from sad thoughts. She has been battling with anxiety for so long, and she found baking as a way to express herself, to be creative and be completely her. She's married to a pediatrician, Manuel, who is her biggest supporter. And even though she said that they are 1,976 miles away, he admires what she does. And she's very grateful for that. She has a childish heart. She can be really happy with something sweet as a gummy bear or a piece of cake. And she believes that a lot of people are like her. So with every creation she makes, she's trying to make someone else as happy as she feels. All right, so without further ado, let's just get started. Hi, Karen, how are you? Hi, Andrea, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much for being here. I'm excited to have you here as my guest. Uh, thank you for considering me. So my first question for you is if you can tell me about yourself. Well, my I'm from El Salvador, and I'm a doctor, but right now I'm working as a baker. I know you are, so I saw your Instagram and on your feed, you have wife, doctor, and baker. Can you tell me about all those things? Like why medicine? Yeah, sure. So basically when I was at school, I, I always tried to help people all around. I'm like really oriented to people. So I found in medicine a way to help and make others happy, uh, like with treatment, with care, and with baking, I feel I can do almost the same. Like you can cheer up someone with a piece of cake. You can make them feel better with something sweet. And I'm a wife. I'm married to a pediatrician. And we have a long distance relationship due to visa status. So I'm here waiting for my green card, basically. I know how, I mean, the process of like green card is just, I mean, I went through that. So I know what it is. Yeah, Not it's really scary, hard. But, but it's, it's, a, it's a big process. But at the end, it, it actually works, works pretty well. It works pretty good. So why do you decide to start baking? When did that happen? So you, you, know, you graduated from med school and then... Well, so I graduated from med school and then I left my country and I, I, was in, I lived in Chicago like for two years and a half. Mm-hmm. But I started feeling sad. Like, you know, in Chicago, the weather is really harsh. So no sun, no exposure, a big coat, and all of those things. I, I, um, I was feeling really depressed. Mm-hmm. So I came back, and I thought I was good. But no, my vitamin D levels were really low. So I thought maybe I had depression due to the vitamin D uh, deficiency. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I found in baking a way to feel better and a way of those sad thoughts. And um, I also found out that I have anxiety because every time I bake, I get really anxious. So it's like a therapy. And at the same time, it's like a risk I have to take. Like you can do it. You trust yourself. It's like every, every cake I make is like a challenge for me. Because mm-hmm. I want, I want to make it the like perfect, like the best I can. So, 
that's about it. Mm-hmm. So then now you have, so you, you, you say that it is like a therapy. So it's some sort of, because I do, when I think about uh, baking, I do think like that it's a culinary, it's a culinary art. So it's definitely an art. And so you're talking about like art therapy. So you create your business. And so I checked the menu that you have and it's super interesting. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, so I, I try to like to mix medicine and baking together. So the names of the desserts I, I make had like um, terms like medical terms like dopamine or for example, the name of my cupcakes is obsessive fairy cakes disorder because I'm really obsessive with perfection. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's like a way to describe the way I am. Uh-huh. Like with, uh, or for example, uh, my carrot cake is named curative carrot cake and stuff like that. So it's like, I, I wanted to have like creative and original names for everything I do. And, um, that's why those names are like that. Now, if you were to choose between baking and medicine, is there one that it's more important than the other one for you? For me, both are the same, like they have both the same importance because um, medicine is like, I for me, medicine is the way like I can show love to everybody because I have really, a really, really childish heart. Like I, I love everybody. Like, so in medicine, I can do that. And through bacon, I can meet more people that they could have like the same feelings I do have, like for example, for example, anxiety, um, depression, there, there's people battling with stuff. And I feel I can help them showing them that baking is a therapy. Like you also need to have like another like support, like a psychologist, a psychiatrist, but baking is also a way to move forward. So I think for me, both, like you said, bacon is a way of expression. Like you get, you can be creative. You can show people the way you think through the colors you use or the the brushes. Like I'm really into making like crazy brushes all around the cake and stuff like that. So for me, both are the same because both are people oriented. I like that you talk a lot about mental health and. I think like now in, I'm, I'm not sure about Osala, but like now it's becoming, people are becoming more aware of mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I guess in the past, or maybe I didn't know so much about it, people didn't talk so much about mental awareness. Um, and it's when I moved here you know, to, to this country, to the US, that I was like, oh, all right, this is like people are really aware of this mental health um, and how the people are very open and maybe this could be just my experience that people are very open to talk about psychologists and psychiatrists and before honestly when I started talking listening about that I was like wow, I don't need a psychologist I don't need this I don't need that and but this was like a few years ago and then it wasn't until a couple maybe years ago when I first started like grad school Mm-hmm. that I started to realize everybody needs a psychologist. Like everybody needs someone to talk to. Um, can you tell me more about that, about what's what's mental health for you and why is it so important? Yeah, sure. So here in El Salvador, there's still a big stigma. Like 
mental health is like oh you 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 have an appointment with a psychologist oh you must be crazy like people feel things like that and uh, for me mental health is uh, when you are aware you have that like where you are aware there's something wrong with you and you are responsible of your feelings so you're like okay I'm not feeling good so I'm going to look for help because I love myself and if I want to love other people first you need to love yourself right so yeah, I, yeah so two weeks ago I, I it was my my first psychologist like I have the first appointment with my psychologist and I I can't lie to you it was really hard because she told me like okay so what do you want me like how can I help you and she said I'm going to take you where do you think I'm going to take you to heaven to the purgatory or to the or to um I forgot the name heaven purgatory or hell or hell mm -hmm. and I was really naive and I told her like to the purgatory she went like no you're going through hell right now and that's the only way you can like overcome all those things because everybody like everybody has issues things that they didn't leave when they were a child or things they didn't accomplish everybody has something that is they are battling with so um that was my first appointment and after that i had so this was sorry to interrupt you so this was two weeks ago yeah two... two weeks ago so wow yeah so okay. every yeah so this thing this pandemic like make them worse like all the feelings i had like hidden they came out like they blossomed so that's that's why i asked for help and my first psychiatrist appointment was like one week ago or one and a half week ago i think that's i think that's great just because honestly like i started I, was, I started going to a psychologist maybe like, I don't know, maybe like six months ago or something. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it was just because I felt that um, the, like I didn't have so much, like the weather was not helping me after I come back, came back from vacations. Mm -hmm. And it was just very difficult that I had to get one of those uh, uh, lights. So like um, – It's called a circadian, circadian optics. That's the brand. And it's basically like it, it recreates the, the sunrise and the sunset. Oh. And mm -hmm. no, and I felt like I needed that. And I started going to the psychologist like every Monday. So like the first, the first time it was very difficult because it's about telling people like, hey, how do you feel? And like how I feel about stuff. Mm -hmm. And then eventually it became like, I was looking forward to Mondays all the time. And it's not because... You know, and, and, and it, at first, it when I first went to the psychologist, I was like, hi, is it me? Do you think, like, I'm becoming crazy or something? Uh -oh. But it's not that. In reality, like, yeah, there's so many people that have psychologists. And even that, after that, I told my mom, like, this is great. Like, I feel like everybody, every single person has to go to a psychologist because it's okay to talk to someone else and someone that can tell you, something from an objective point of view and it's not the same thing exactly. to tell you someone you know mm -hmm. yeah you understand what i'm talking about right yeah <laughs> so i'm i'm happy you you talk about that because you know you from your uh as a doctor as also like someone that appreciates the arts a lot and and on top of that you have this like mental health awareness that not a lot of people have 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think it's really important for people now, like after this pandemic, we gotta be like, we need to be reborn. Like you, this is the time like to feel like you're an astronaut and you're like in a confined space and you're thinking, how can I be better? Like that must be like the purpose for a lot of people or for everybody. Because this is the time where you can really think what I am doing. Am, am I doing it right? Who I am paying attention. I am taking care of the people I love. Like this is the time. Because also uh, about what you said about your, your psychologist. I'm really happy that you have your appointments every Monday. I'm really glad for you. Because for me, uh, my psychologist went like, have you noticed you have like obsessive like I have an obsessive personality. Like, for example, me, I can only drink water from one bottle, period. If I don't have that bottle, I don't drink water and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, small things, like, you think that, that are normal, maybe they're not that normal, right? And also, I'm a, I am an overthinker and I'm overdoer. Like, I want to, I think 1,000 things and I want to do them all. So, It's really important to recognize that you cannot do everything. Like uh, there is a there is I, I don't know, there is a saying in Spanish I don't know how to translate, but el que mucho abarca poco aprieta. I don't know how. To yeah, it it's like uh, <laughs> I don't know how to I don't know how to say it, but basically it is that that sometimes when you do like so basically you don't have like if you go. Who, who told me? There was someone that told me, I I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on yeah, how it's to like, explain it? Yeah. yeah, it's like if you're trying to do 1,000 things at a time, you will end up doing nothing. Like mm -hmm. you will get frustrated because I'm, I'm like, um, I'm that kind of person that if I start something, I'm going to finish it the same day. So... Imagine, ah, I want to paint, I want to dance, I want to bake a cake, I want to see my nephew, I want to blah, blah, blah. So at the end, I, I, you're frustrated because you cannot do everything. You're, you're only one person. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're trying to be 10 person, like, you can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. How, I understand the feeling because I always feel like I want to do everything. And like, one of the things that makes me feel really good is to, like, scratch. So like I write, today I have to do something right and then I have when uh -huh. I scratch that I feel like so accomplished because I scratch yeah, that me too. so I know I know I know the feeling I know the feeling of what you're talking about so you said that right now you are also a wife um how can you balance yeah. all those things especially that you you are far away from each other how can you balance everything we started dating on November 2011 um so um Manuel, my husband, he's four years older than me. So he left the country before me, like to finish his studies, mm -hmm. like to Kaplan and all those things. So we are like, um, like, I don't know how to say, like, like we've been through there, like been, like been there and done that. Like we know, like we have FaceTime, we have WhatsApp, we send pictures, we share music. So, uh, and we travel to see each other and, um, I'm really glad Manuel, like 
at the beginning, he was a, a little bit skeptic about baking because I was so obsessed with baking that I I could spend hours only doing that because I am I'm self-taught. So I was reading and watching videos and and he, he was worried because I, I didn't sleep, I didn't eat, I didn't do anything else more than baking. And then I I found a balance and uh, he was like happy that I was happy and I am happy of doing it. So with Manuel, I think um, he's like a, a rock for me. Like he's my balance. Like I'm a mess. Like I'm like all this, like this child with a million thoughts. And he's the, the person that says, hey, calm down, stop. Nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I'm glad I have him because um, he's a pediatrician and I, I really, I feel like I'm his patient. Like I'm this crazy kid. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very two years old, but I promise I'm a kid. Like I can eat cake at 1 a.m. in the morning. I can eat Coke at 6 a.m. in the morning. So I'm just like a crazy kid. <laughs> it's it's very nice that you talk to him. You talk about you talk about him that way. Like he's someone that supports you a lot, and that's what yeah, makes you know mm-hmm. that makes you very successful as a as a wife and a baker and you know as a doctor. Yeah, thank you. If you were yeah. to choose, like as a doctor, if you were to choose like a specialty, do you do you have you thought about that? I love neurosurgery. That's my favorite and, and always has been my favorite. And when we were in vacations and at the university, I spent my vacation uh, in this um, Hospital Bloom, the kids mm-hmm. hospital. Yeah, yeah. It's a kids, with, ho- kids uh, hospital yeah, in El Salvador. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, with this neurosurgeon, uh, I was there every day on vacation. It was like, I love this. But I, I had a, I went to Boston like um four years ago I, I I did an observership at this Brigham and Women Hospital that is the school hospital Harvard and uh, when I was there I was like mm, this is too competitive like oh no this is like really hard like it's a specialty that I love I truly love the brain how it works how it connects with everything you do. That's why I use music with baking because through music, I I have a connection with the, the person that ordered and also a connection with the process of baking because I, I had always studied with, with music because I don't know if you, but I, I can like create a memory. Like if I hear that song again, I'm like, oh yeah, I use two two scoops or of flour, one, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can remember the ingredients with the music or or the decoration I did with the music I used for that order. So for me, neurology, neuroscience is, like, so amazing. I'm so in love with it. I still read a lot of things about it, like, a lot. That's example, so... Go yeah, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, for example, one day I was, because I started um, learning Italian because a lot of the news uh, or the papers or publications were in Italian. So I went like, okay, I can learn Italian. So I started using, like listening music in Italian every day to learn the, the language. So 
uh, once I was listening to this song and I had goosebumps all over my body, everywhere, everywhere. Like it was so crazy. So I, I went to my computer and uh, like type google.com, blah, blah, blah. Why do I get goosebumps with music? Like why? Like scientifically, I want to know why. So I found this article from science.com and it says like, when you get goosebumps with music it's because you have more connections brain connections I don't know like it was really crazy but I, I think it's cool like how the things you do can make you feel something somatically like your body mm -hmm. feels something I don't know if you feel the same when you dance like you get like this feeling like I don't know it's a, a, a feeling that is it's really hard to explain I, I really like the fact that you mentioned that you really like neuroscience Just specifically because when I when I moved here, and I guess like the people that have listened to this podcast already know, but when I moved here, uh, I, I was in undergrad, I was a double major. So I had a bachelor's of arts. I, at the end, I got a bachelor's of arts in dance and a bachelor's of arts in business. And so then I worked wow. like full time for like four years and kept dancing, kept teaching dance, started teaching yoga and all that, started traveling a lot. And then... Um, I reconnected with one of my mentors and she, she's the one that took me into this journey on how to teach dance to, uh, kids with cerebral palsy. And so oh, uh -huh. it was, it was great. It was, it was a very, it, so we reconnected while I was working. And so now I'm in graduate school and I'm in the, I, I'm doing my grad school in the kinesiology department but this two semesters I worked specifically in the neuroscience of dance in health laboratory at the University of Illinois so it's just super awesome that you talk about how you are very interested in in the brain because the brain the the this like brain and mind body connection is actually scientifically uh there's scientific evidence that shows that there is definitely a connection between all that. What's the yeah. thing that you like the most about, about neuroscience? Oh, the things I like the most are the neurotransmitters. <laughs> It's like, you have this, you have like, okay, so I went like, okay, I'm not producing serotonin, I'm not producing dopamine, even if I eat like two pounds of chocolate, it's not happening. Even if I exercise, I don't have more endorphins. Like, like I need help, like ev how everything works so perfectly. Like, for example, when I was like my password from, from my email was like the Willis Polygon, mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the, the RG, uh, vascularity of the brain was my password for a long, long time. Like I, I love to draw. So I'm all the time drawing things I remember from my neurology uh, observerships or for the things I have read so I think the the neuroscience is like like cardiology like all the specialties are awesome but there's something about the brain like it's it's out of this world like how everything works how if you don't get uh, you don't get exposed to the sun everything you are changing even your skin it looks different I'm pale I'm pale right now I, I used to be like brunette, 
now I'm pale because I have vitamin D deficiency and I'm not exposed to sun. So it's like the brain is um, it's a, it's a it's really hard for me to explain how how I love it. Like it's it's so crazy. Like I've been reading a lot about um this chef. This chef he he was a banker and a lawyer. He got depressed and he went into baking and he won the Great British Baking Show. And I was I was reading his story and and he said like baking was like his medicine, like his his uh, SSRI, like serotonin um, mm -hmm. reuptake inhibitor. Like he really found like something like that baking make him feel better. And and I went like, oh, there's more people like feel like me, like. There's more people out there that they left what they did at first because of how they felt. Because I, um, if I'm truly honest with you, I love medicine, but I can't see people being hurt by a disease. It's like really hard for me. I get sad. Like if, for example, a kid, I cannot see a, a, a kid sick. I can't. It's like it's too too much for me. And my husband, he had cancer when he was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And and when I think about that, it's like I can I can't. I if I have a kid and he or she is exposed to something or cancer or disease, I'm going to be heartbroken because I'm really, really emotional. Like everything I do is connected to an emotion like it's yeah. heart heart and brain but i'm i'm mostly heart like i'm i did a test a dichotomy test and the results were i'm 87% emotions and the rest rationalism so it's like uh, i love the brain but it doesn't um, help me to decide about the things i do all the time so um Uh, basically, what I what I want to tell you is like I love medicine, and the reason I'm not doing it right now is because emotionally I can't. Like um, at this moment, I feel I want to help so 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 bad, and and I've been waiting to to be called and help, and that frustrating more. Like that frustrates me more. Like to be waiting and not to be called. So what I did is like I did my social year, like the last year of med school in uh, in this uh, place for for kids with cerebral palsy, and mm -hmm. and I I volunteered to to go there all this time. So I, I'm just waiting for a letter so I can help, and that way I will feel like I'm helping as a doctor to these kids that they don't have nobody, like they don't have family. They are they they have the people that love them that are taking care of them but they they are like these precious kids that they taught me so so much when I was 24 and they taught me how the small things are the things that makes you truly truly happy a smile a blink um, a flower that you just got from the garden Um, a picture of the of the sky, small, small things. So I'm really grateful for that. And I'm really excited to go back there. Well, thank you so much for your words. That's like 
honestly, yeah, we need more people like you. <laughs> in the earth, like we do. <laughs> but we need to. So I want to be mindful of your time. And so I have three more questions for you. Okay. My first question is, if you have any advice for anyone that is going through med school or is already a medical doctor, a PhD student, or art artist out there, do you have any advice for them? What would you share? Trust yourself. And always think you can do anything you set your mind to. Now, my second question for you is, did you move today? Yes. <laughs> I've been dancing around with this Celine Dion song. Nice. <laughs> and then my last question for you is, what's movement for you? A way to express myself. Great. Thank you so much for your time. Thank Karen. you. I really, I'm happy you said yes, and I'm happy to have you here. I'm as so my sorry guest. it took me so long. <laughs> no, that's fine. What's, uh, where can we find you online? Oh, I'm at Instagram as at Cake Therapy by K and at Twitter as Karen M1588. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I hope that you guys love this episode. And if you haven't moved, you still have a couple of hours. Karen, anything else that you would like to share? Um, stay strong. These two show pass. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Bye.